Always sunny. Always sunny. A Flex and Froome's live show recording. Brought to you by Cater and Specsavers. Welcome back to the Flex and Froome show. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Say Flex. Flex. Say Froome's. Froome's. And what is that? Flex and Froome's. That's not disembodied voices. We're not in a simulation. We are on the island. Thanks to Spectator. <laughs> always sunny. We have 150 of our favourite friends, influencers, media bosses, co-workers and best friends. Thank you, Specsavers. We've got nice. sunnies on as well. You can't see them, but the coolness is cooling. Quality's up. This is Flex and Frooms. Let's get to it. Cater. Flex and Frooms. You're listening to Flex and Frooms. What the frick? Now, Flexi, as you know... When you Google your name, stuff comes up. When you Google Flex Mummy, what comes up? While we're waiting, I must admit, I'm prone to a little Google of frooms. It's only natural. You need to keep the hygiene popping on the Googles. Do you know what I mean? For many years, when I Googled my name, it was nothing but fantastic results. Tell you ready? Us yours, my TikTok, I don't Google anymore. We've got Flex Mummy, Boyfriend, Controversy, Hobart, Crocs. Jewelry, podcast, Sydney makeup. I want to hear about this controversy? It's not bad. It's not bad, boys. <laughs> so mine's always been Frooms Age, mm-hmm. Lucinda Frooms, not my real name. Lucinda Price Age. It is your real name, Lucinda Frooms Price. Yeah. Um, and a haunted. I would call it haunted. Originally, new Google um, search came up. Frooms weight gain did come up. Came up. It did. It'd be like that out here. And my initial feeling, I was actually texting my friend Ricky, who's here, but I won't point her out. Are we sure? Okay, I will. She's in the white sunnies. That's Ricky. Accounted Ricky Lee, for. Very funny person. And she's like, for me, I want you to send me your sandwich guide. I've done a sandwich guide to Melbourne and Sydney, as one does when they gain weight. And... I Google Frooms to find my newsletter and it's the first thing that comes out, Frooms weight gain. Obviously my heart dropped, thinking what's going on here? If you've ever been through something like an eating disorder or you have body dysmorphia or I guess everyone has a relationship to their body and often like I think everyone thinks about, oh my God, what do I look like to other people? And for me it's extreme because I, you know, I've been through eating disorder and I, we do this thing in the public um, and so to have that come up, it was very confronting. But the more I've had to sit with it, the more I think... And this isn't a kumbaya way to think about it. But is it really that bad? Is it that bad that people are curious about these things? Because I think we all do it. Like, I think when someone who's a movie star, their body changes, I think you're prone to want to know about it. I know Jonah Hill, for example, talks about it a lot. There's been a preoccupation with his weight. Um, Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, And how, you know, how he feels about that and how the people respond to it. So I guess for me, it's kind of like, an adjustment thinking maybe this is maybe it's relatable for people to gain weight lose weight all that stuff why does it have to be something that really upsets me because it's a fact of life why is it so upsetting am I not okay with having a higher weight what does that say about me and my relationship to other people's bodies what do you think Flexi I think it makes me feel of like the contradiction between like wanting to be seen but not wanting to be perceived. I think we want to be noticed and validated when it like feels good and when it looks good and when it strokes that part of our ego that's like, yes, they see me. Yes, they notice me. 
but you never really take the time to be like, what are they really seeing? What are they really noticing? And being made aware, I was going to use the word confronted, but it's not that. Just being aware of people's perceptions of you, especially in like a neutral environment, like a search term. You're like, oh, that is the sum of me to people who are looking for me. Like, this is what they want to know. Fascinating. However, there is a final twist to the tale. Ooh. Okay, Someone DM me saying, and it was a random man, saying, hey, Frooms, just want to let you know there's a cyclist called Chris Froom. Anyone know Chris Froom? Paddle up. Yeah. Down the back there, cycling fan. And he said to me, I saw your recent story, and it just so happens that Chris Froom, the cyclist, has put on an inordinate, inordinate amount of weight post-cycling. It's because of Chris Froome. To which I thought, you know what? Even if it is that, I'm going to wear this. This is who I am. But if you want to Google brown hair Froome's hottie, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> That's on that. A few options. A few options. A few options to play with. But yeah, thank you for listening. I th- it was an interesting moment for me and now I feel totally kind of okay with it which is a very interesting mindset when you're still totally cognizant of what it's like to not be fine with it do you feel neutral about it knowing that often you're googling similar things i mean like what do they tell you when you google something simple search terms don't overcomplicate it right so if i was going to google um like drake child right it's neutral there's no no feeling towards it yet do you feel neutral about it or is some part of you like checking to see like what else are people saying what else do they want to know i think there's two parts of me one part it makes you spiral and think what are people not are people not interested in what i have to say people not interested in what i'm doing is it just about a looks thing because that's always been like a touchy thing for me um but no from a neutral perspective i don't i don't think it's neutral Honestly, because I... Well, no, I guess they do it about men in the public eye. I don't know why it's so fascinating. It's kind of like I'm... I'm not... I'm confused because I find, I find it interesting, but then there's part of me that wishes it wasn't interesting because I'm on the receiving end. So what I do now is I don't Google people right I don't seek out new information <laughs> in case it's offensive. Literally. No, I do. I'm a turn a blind eye. Nothing but positivity. Flex and Frooms. They're the best. What a duo. Cater. Right now it's Am I the Asshole, but live... So it's juicy. <laughs> Am I the Asshole for making my neighbour pay $5,000 for a fence? Off the top, no. But I'm no. willing to have my mind changed. So me and my friends moved into a beautiful home. You? Yeah. This is your story? This is my real life story. Okay. It was a... Wait. Let's well, act let's accordingly, everyone. <laughs> we introduced ourselves to our neighbours, as you do, do, and we gave them our numbers. In the first week, we got a little bit too carried away and we made too much noise and we were playing with fire in the backyard and somebody called the cops on us anonymously. Little did we know at the time that that started a feud with the next door neighbour. The next day, we had a warning from the real estate uh, (laughs) threatening eviction. Whoa! Yikes! On occasion, my female housemates would be often topless in the backyard when we're by the pool or doing gardening. As one does in their home. They don't like tan lines. One day, the mum from next door starts hurtling uh, abuse at us. She's saying things like, we have a seven and nine-year-old. They can see outside those windows. This was during school hours as well. I don't okay, know where so you are from. We know who to call. We know who to call. <laughs> and I'm sure you guys are used to podiums. 
We suspected it was an insecurity from the husband, uh, from her, for the husband, because his office looked out to our backyard. Yeah. Uh, the morning coming. after my birthday party, they were hurling abuse at us again. And, she, and the mum said, I feel like I'm living next to a frat house. And I thought this was so ironic because if you've seen the movie Bad Neighbours, you, which you probably have, that's exactly how the, the conflict happens. So uh, the next day we received another warning from the real estate threatening eviction. Three stri- strikes and you're out. How do they know you're real estate? Oh, they were like tight with the, with the, uh, the old landlord. But oh. he was just getting so tired of them because he had, they had their numbers. And basically the real estate was just like, look, we're going to cancel this. Oh, because they, they actually lied to the real estate on a legal document, which oh. we should never, ever do. They said that the... Uh, the jumping castle was on for 24-7. They said that the music was um, too loud and the police had to come, which they did not. And then on the cherry on the top, they said that the neighbours who lived in front of them, they had to go to a hotel because we were too loud. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, thankfully, as the warning got afters. revoked... <laughs> Pardon? They need to take a script writing course at Arthur's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they need to add some realistic stuff to this email uh, I, thankfully it got revoked and then um, when we spoke to the real estate she was like don't worry about it the owner's just annoyed because they're trying to split the cost with him a few weeks later the construction of a 50 meter fence that was about yay high less than a meter had begun uh, hashtag free the nipple am I the asshole? oh I think I get it they constructed a fence absolutely it was ridiculous. It was petty. So we won in the end. And they wanted you to split the cost of the fence so their kids couldn't see your housemate's nipples? Uh, with with the, la- the landlord. Oh. The, how do people have time in the day to do this? If I had to work a full-time job and beef with my neighbours, I don't think I could do it. So who is the asshole? I just think by virtue of proximity to us, you could never be the asshole. I'm a ride or die. Some are back you to the end. But also, I just worry about this, like... There's something about this ownership people feel over the things in proximity to them. Like, it's not even in your house, babe. Get a hobby. It's so tiring. But also what really spooks me is the length they're going to to prove a point because that you should be worried about. I'm always so, like, fearful of people who won't just let things go and who also can't humanise you as people who pay to live next door. Do you know what I'm saying? We've all seen Get Out. We've all seen it. We know where this goes. Stay safe, babe. Renters' rights. Flex and frooms. It's time to ask the big question of the day. What is the etiquette if you were told that someone was going to get you a gift and they didn't give it to you? What do you do then? Number one, what is the scenario when this would happen? I've had people go overseas and be like, oh my goodness, I want to get you something when I get back. Like, oh, I'm going to Panama. I'm going to get you a so-and-so-and-so. I'm going to do this. Or... When they miss your birthday, they're like, oh, no, i got to get you a gift. I missed your birthday. What is the etiquette there? Can Would you follow up? A little hush-hush in the gallery, please, folk. <laughs> For what I'm about to say, I've been on both ends. Mm. i got a friend whose birthday I missed, and she's really good at picking presents. And I say, I'll take her out for dinner. Never do. I've also You're a repeat been... offender? It's happened multiple times? Nah, only once. Okay. But I've been in a situation where I might have told you this story before. That's fine. I did ice skating as a small child and I met this chick from school and I took her ice skating. We did a lap and she goes, my mum's in the car outside and she's got a baby born. She's going to give you a baby born. I remember this. I do. Do you remember this story? I do. Of course, there was no baby born in the car and I never saw her again. 
And I knew how that felt doing those laps and laps around the ice skating ring, thinking this Absolutely is the best day of my life. Stoked in anticipation. I have a new friend who's brought me a baby born. Yeah. I'm sorry, babe. So I think it's a terrible thing to do. Terrible? On the, like, that's a core memory for me. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. Okay. Okay, well, let's take it to the crowd. I want someone who feels confident enough to articulate themselves on this topic. What is the etiquette if someone's promised you a gift and the gift has not arrived? Paddle up. Paddle up go. and we'll get a microphone at you. There we go. That was a strong paddle in the front. The gorgeous. That, that was so quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think if someone says that they're going to get you a gift, they're not getting you a gift, like straight off the bat. Because if you're going to get someone a gift, you're not going to tell them. You're going to want to surprise them with it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thanks. That's Show don't tell. I want to hear... I want to hear more. The fluorescent yellow-haired angel in the back there, please. Yeah, more of that. I think the way to bring it up is, like, kind of as a joke. Like, you'll be like, um, you'll just bring it up. Someone will be like, oh, talking about, like, something kind of related, but kind of not. And you go, oh, yeah, remember that gift you were meant to get me or something? I think that's probably the best way. And then you can either, either have the option to laugh it off or, like, kind of confront them about it. This is a ca- this you is guys have of- great comedic timing for that because well, otherwise it's passive aggressive, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, I don't know. Anybody else who's got an opinion? I'm intrigued. Yes. Yeah, up front here. I I reckon you should be impeccable with your word. If mm. you say you're going to do something, go ahead with it. Otherwise, you you will lose your credibility. Absolutely. I'm so if you're on the true. receiving end of someone who promised to get you a gift and didn't, what are you doing then? Uh, bring it up. Be uh, transparent. And if they don't get you a gift, if they give, get you a gift, life's unfair. And this is why I ask these questions. Because, like, we've had three, three similar-ish answers, but it begs the question, why aren't we impeccable with our word? You know? Second to that, stop saying we're going to hang out if we're not going to hang out. Simple as that. Mm. Simple as that. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. We have a listener in South Korea. She says she misses the girl chat, so she listens to us. We also have someone in Canberra. She said it was like South Korea. Anyone from Canberra here? Not oh, even one hold person. Hold on. Why would you? Aisha is she Secretly. Here? Oh, I saw an eye roll. I said, oh, is that personal? <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm a Canberra fan. Everyone that I know who's from Canberra rocks. But alas, I digress. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, the perfect couple in theory and on paper. But wait, there's more. Flexi, what are your opinions on pooing and also peeing? You said no more poo talk. I know, I know. And I said I'm not arguing with people about hygiene in 2023. I left that in last year. Well, unfortunately, this calls for desperate measures. Okay, what's the question? Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis have an open door, toilet door policy in their household. Not with the guys. Not with guys. So we're going to need to get um, a little microphone over to our friend. (laughs) What's your name? Suzanne. I have to be honest. Guys, poo stinks. Seriously, like it calls for help. Like, it's call Oprah, yeah. call Dr. Phil. It's real. What about open door policy for just a simple number one? I'm not kind of closing paddle the door up. for a number one. I'm so sorry. I'm not doing that. Paddles up. Paddles up. Let's just let's just be real with one another for a quick second, please. Everybody, close your eyes. Is that you a request? Or? Please close eyes your eyes. Closed. Mine are closed. The year is 2023. Mm-hmm. 
February 17. Correct. And you've just gone to the club. And you have met a man or a woman or whoever that takes your fancy. I can see some open eyes down the back. Close them up. You take them home. All is going well. Best ex of your life, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Correct. They do a number two in the toilet with the door ajar. Why? Because you're having the best you're having the best DNM you've ever had with another human being. Now open your eyes. It's ensuite. <laughs> will you will you see them again? Yes, I'll see you there. You've just that met is, that, <laughs> You've just met let me get it straight. You've just met your soulmate and the door is ajar because you are having a DNM, the best person you've ever met in your life. Oh, I understand. He doesn't mean to have it open. A little bit, you know. <laughs> Look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. I mean, it's a situation when the DMs are hitting, the DMs are hitting. And by DMs, I mean DNMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this has been an illuminating experience. That's about all I wanted to talk about. But just have a think about that again. If you were to meet your soulmate, what would actually turn you off? And I say this all to say, yeah, that's what and I'm I saying. won't that's elaborate. My soulmate. I don't think that's correct. I shit with the door open. Okay? My three best friends at the back are saying, say you shit my with the door open. My soulmate feels shame. My soulmate wouldn't do that to me. It's an odd thing to do. But I, I think later on, in another time, we should have a conversation about how people think that showing your worst self equals intimacy. Showing your grossest self equals intimacy. I don't feel that way. I don't feel closer to a person because you can fart in front of me. That has nothing to do with me. That's all you. That's important. Cater. Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast, recorded live at the Island in Sydney. For more Flex and Frooms, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.